3: Welcome to The Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you are listening around the world. We welcome you in The Secret Teachings Archive and the many radio and podcast players. And a special welcome and thank you to all of you who have subscribed to our advertisement-free archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. It's because of you that we can stay on air. And do this show Monday through Friday, as well as those of you who have purchased my books or signed up on Patreon. Those are other things that you can do. The books are on the website. And Patreon, of course, is its own website. Just search The Secret Teachings. We've got a lot of behind-the-scenes videos, and I'm trying to produce and update Patreon as often as possible. So that's another way to support the show and see some of the other things that we're doing you can also check out our affiliate sponsor, Pro and Water Filters, on the website. And if you'd like to contact the show, you can always do so morning, noon, or night at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. And, of course, find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret Teachings. We are also, furthermore, on Gab and Gitter. That's Gab and Gitter. Search The Secret Teachings or search Ryan Gable. You should be able to find the show that way. So last night we were talking about energy and how everything is energy. This is something that you'll learn about or hear about if you watch, you know, a physics, science, discovery channel-like show or you take a, you know, a science class. Everything is energy, right? Matter is energy. Everything is energy. It's all about the energy, Last night we talked about the, the Z on those Russian tanks and those communications vehicles. And we were questioning what that Z means. Now, I didn't think a lot about it until the media started to say that it was a fascist symbol or that it was a new nationalist symbol. And when the media started to promote those ideas, I got a little bit suspicious and I looked into it and we talked with Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero last night for a segment about this as well, and he was thinking the same thing I was. I actually was on his show for a couple of minutes last night on Ground Zero as well, and we were talking about esoterically and in occult terms what the Z means, what the Z represents. And it all relates to energy. If you think about this, the Super Bowl this year, remember we did the Super Bowl show, we do it every year, where we looked at The Super Bowl as a bowl, and the energy—the millions of people that watch, the millions of people that pay, which is currency, money—they watch, they pay attention. All that energy gets poured into the bowl. It gets poured into the colors and the symbols of the teams. This year we had the Bengals or the Tigers, we had the Rams, you know, or the Goats, and all that energy poured into the bowl of the game, of the halftime show, of the commercials can then be poured out as a libation. I told you that a couple of months ago, uh, right after the Super Bowl. I said that this is a libation that can be poured out on something. What it's going to be poured out on, we don't know. Well, I think we know what this libation has been poured out on now. And it's more complicated than just the idea of war or invasion or some people worry about World War III or you know, whatever the case might be. You think about it from the standpoint of esoteric terms and twilight language. What color were the rams? They were blue and yellow. What color did Snoop Dogg wear on his clothing at the halftime performance, blue and yellow? Now, those two colors are also the colors of the Ukrainian flag. And what is the crest or the coat of arms for the country of Ukraine? It's a trident. So, on one side, you have the Russians with the Z. On the other side, you have the Ukrainians with the blue and yellow, which takes us back to the Super Bowl this year. And the Trident, which is held by Neptune or Poseidon, the brother of Zeus and Pluto. And we also saw Zeus at the Super Bowl and during the commercials. We saw Zeus on Mount Olympus at the halftime show. We saw Zeus literally, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger in commercials for electric cars. The commercials were all about electricity, electricity, electricity. What is a Z? A Z is basically a lightning bolt. More specifically, a sigil or a sigil, not a sigil, you could pronounce it the same way, but a sigil, a sigil, uh, is a ruin, S-I-G-E-L, it's spelled, And it's basically a lightning bolt. It's the same lightning bolt that Heinrich Himmler chose to use for the SS, the two lightning bolts. Those can be combined, of course, into a swastika as well. And those are both symbols, the lightning bolt and the swastika, as well as the trident. They're symbols of power. They're symbols of strength. They're symbols of even protection. And that's really, really important because on a mundane level you can see that on the Russian side or the Ukrainian side or any side in any conflict, militaries, governments, civilians, countries, etc., they, they use symbols that they believe give them strength and power, right? Because they're, they're looking to hire forces, call it God or the spirit world, to draw down the energy from what those forces represent, protection, strength, you know, victory, Like Jupiter, Jupiter is victory, Zeus is victory, and and they hope that that can be utilized by their side to have those qualities, strength again, or, you know, in the case of of war, you want victory, you want to be uh, successful, you want to be victorious in, in your aims. So in looking at this last night, we found a lot of things that were, I thought, pretty fascinating. I mean, Zeus, as God, is Alpha and Omega, what is the 26th letter of the alphabet? The 26th letter of the alphabet is a Z. And a Z, of course, is Zeus, omega, God. It's 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 an interesting thing because it confirms that the Z on an esoteric level represents God in some capacity. Particularly a god like Zeus who shoots electricity or lightning bolts. He throws bolts of lightning, and that is the Z. And you could even interpret it as the the lightning quick invasion by the Russians. But the Z is also, in Hebrew, the Zion, which is a sword. And the S or the Z has traditionally been seen as a serpent. In fact, if you look at the wolf hook, the wolf hook symbol... The wolf hook symbol is being used by neo-Nazi right-wing groups in Ukraine. There really are those groups. Whether Putin's fighting them or not is really irrelevant. These groups really are in Ukraine. And uh, the wolf hook is very similar to the aleph or the aleph of the Hebrew alphabet, the first letter, which is the sword piercing the serpent. Now, if we look at the other side with the trident which is held by Poseidon or Neptune, the brother of Zeus and the brother of Pluto. We just had the Pluto returns. And we're right almost to the point of the Ides of March, the middle of March, the assassination of Julius Caesar. We've had Lindsey Graham call Vladimir Putin, Julius Caesar, by implication asking if there's a Brutus who assassinated Caesar in Russia, hoping that someone would assassinate the Russian president which as far as I'm concerned is an act of war in and of itself, and just really, really distasteful for a U.S. representative to make that kind of a comment. But he who wields the trident has the power like he who wields the sword. And the trident, the sword, the trident we know controls the waters, right? Those who have that power can control the waters. The waters are traditionally associated with what? Emotion. He who controls the trident controls the waters, controls the emotions. And what are the ocean currents? They are currents, energy, like currency. They are currents. So he who controls the trident controls the waters, controls the emotions, controls the currents of energy, energy. Now, what have we been looking at? When we leave our homes and we drive around town, we go into the city, we're looking at rising gas prices. I notice it everywhere now because it's like I'm seeing memes in real life. You know, it's almost like seeing you know, a, a celebrity or something in real life. You see you know these, these memes on gas stations and then you, you, your attention gets hyper-focused on it. And then you go out in public and you're like, oh my God, the gas really is getting higher. And what is the, 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 the gas that we use? It's, it's energy. leftover officially from you know millions of years ago. Uh, some suggest that oil is actually a renewable resource that some oil wells actually refill. There could be other reasons for that, you know, than, than something that is, you know, it could be like a mixture of, of the official idea of what oil is and, you know, other things that we don't fully understand. But oil, gas, food, all of it is energy. And Ukraine has supposedly banned exports of grains and sugar and Russia supposedly banning exports of certain things to the United States in response to sanctions by the U.S. And and, and see, the thing is, although it's all about energy, I think our attention is being focused on the wrong kind of energy. I mean, we're looking at oil. We're looking at gas. But again, he who controls the Trident he who has the Z, I mean, these symbols, the Z, the sword, the serpent, the trident, this controls the energy, the currency, the currents of the water, the emotions. It's, it's alchemical, and it's alchemical for a lot of reasons, particularly because the sword and the serpent are symbols of involution and evolution. Spirit coming down into matter, and then spirit rising out of matter, like the pentagram or the pentalfa. And, of course, the Ankh, or Osiris in Egypt, the head out of the mummy wrapping, evolution to reunite with Source. It's transmutation. It's basically death and resurrection. It's an alchemical process. I had another listener email me, a uh, Derek Johnson, and he also said that, remember this is the beginning of the Age of Aquarius, and the trident could be used to direct astrological energies of the water bearer. I thought that was a really, really... Great point that Derek brought up. And if you have a point that you want to send to us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. So think about energy. Think about the energy of oil and gas. And, And think about this. House Resolution 6968. This is the official ban on the importation of Russian oil. There's only one problem with this so-called ban on Russian oil. And again, we're talking about energy. The ban only takes place according to the bill. I've got a link to it on the website at thesecretteachings.info under the top news section. It's also posted on our Facebook page from earlier today. The bill, under the section 2, Prohibition on Importation of Energy uh, Products of the Russian Federation, The bill only takes place 45 days after the date of the enactment of this act. So they can say they're banning the importation, but this only takes place 45 days after the president signs it. The president has not signed it, so there is no ban officially, legally, technically yet. That's important. I'm going to really expand on this, so please don't think that this is a stale subject. This is really interesting what I found here. Uh, Joseph Lavelle, another listener of ours, he, he pointed this out to me and I, I read through this bill and I realized, well, Joseph's right, as usual. Most of our our listeners are right when they send me things because you guys just read, you know, the, the you read the Alex Jones white papers, right? You get the dot cam shots and it's pretty simple to see what's going on here, I think. But it is it is kind of complex. So this only takes place 45 days after the president signs it. You know that's not necessarily like a key point, but it's interesting because people are like, "Yeah, we banned that oil." You didn't ban anything yet. It also says, notwithstanding the prohibition under paragraph one, the president may allow certain products described in such paragraph to be imported into the United States if the importation of such projects is uh, products is pursuant to a written contract or agreement that was entered into before the date of the enactment. Of this act. Now, I don't know if you caught the significance of that statement. The United States will still allow importation of products if they are pursuant to written contract or agreement entered into before the act. So the bill on importation of Russian oil, supposedly banning it, Not only begins 45 days after the president signs it, but the energy that is already contracted, the oil that is already contracted, will still be allowed to flow into the country. It doesn't halt contracted oil, which is virtually all Russian oil. I did a lot of research on this today, and this just blew my mind. Russia exports more oil than any of the OPEC nations, and they're actually under a form of informal contract, but agreement under OPEC plus to export oil and to have to have um, kind of like a, uh, there has to be an agreement with other OPEC nations. If there's a change in, uh, in, in the production of oil or a change in uh, you know, certain aspects of the oil production process. So basically the ban, the ban is worthless. It's PR. And it justifies increasing prices and record profits for oil companies. Which I guarantee you is what we're going to see. Russia was also expected, I read this today, and I'm picking this up from different articles I'm reading and I'm putting this together in in what looks like a more coherent narrative. Russia was expected to export only half of their normal export of oil in the next six months. So basically, in other words, to simplify this, Russia was about 50% behind on their normal exports, and they were expected to export 50% less oil over the next six months. Then, the United States supposedly bans oil importation from Russia But the ban doesn't include contracted oil because it's under contract. So most of the oil Russia exports to the United States is essentially under contract. And since Russia is in agreement with OPEC through OPEC Plus, Russia is going to continue to export that oil and it will continue to flow into the United States. And it's even weirder when you think about how this almost benefits Russia in in a sense, or at least it benefits oil companies because now they can charge premiums to make up for the shortage in Russian oil production. I thought that then I thought, well, maybe the oil production wasn't behind through some organic means. Maybe it was dialed back intentionally, So they're basically, from Russia to the United States, they're creating artificial shortages to jack the price up. So it's kind of like the 1970s, except this time it's not being blamed on peak oil. It's being blamed on war. And now they're suggesting, we've got economists suggesting, that we should be giving the American people gas vouchers, and those gas vouchers should be approved based on who received stimulus checks. In other words, you get a universal basic income for COVID and you get a universal basic income for gas for your vehicle. So this is a universal basic income experiment. It is a beta test to see how the public responds to it. This is also something that's really important. Not only did Russia have half of its expected exportation of oil projected for the next six months, and uh, none of this oil ban in the U.S. Is, is is going to affect contracted oil, so that oil is going to continue to flow in. And despite the fact that Joe Biden is president, the first week he's in office, he instructs the federal government, the uh, secretary of the Interior, Interior, I believe it was, to halt the the signature and and the stamping of approvals for domestic energy production. And that lasted like 60 days initially. What they're not telling you is that according to the statistical data, Joe Biden has actually given out more stamps of approval than even President Trump. In fact, there's so much... Approved Land to be tapped for oil 26 million acres of federal land about the size of Kentucky that are already under lease for oil and gas drilling under the Biden administration and and partly under the Trump administration 13.9 million acres of that equivalent to the size of the state of West Virginia are not even being used so this is really confusing. You've got 13.9 million acres not being tapped into, 26 million acres overall. You've got essentially more drilling permits under Biden than Trump. And you've got Russia with half their, their average production projected over the next six months. And you know, we know projections don't necessarily mean anything, but Russia was only exporting half. This so-called ban on oil doesn't actually stop contracted oil. So it's almost like it benefits the oil companies, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like that? And doesn't it also sound like it might even benefit Russia a little bit? And doesn't it sound like some people are going to get really, really wealthy that they can charge premiums like they did in the 70s and, and early 80s? Except this time it's not because of peak oil, it's because of war now. And it's not only that energy and that oil, it's not only he who controls the trident controls the waters, controls the emotions, controls the currents, controls the energy, the Z, the lightning bolt, Zeus. But now we're being told that conflict in Ukraine could result in outbreaks of disease. That's right. We're being told that conflict in Ukraine could result in outbreaks of disease as Ukrainians who aren't fully vaccinated move into Eastern Europe. We're also being told that this could also lead to other types of disease outbreaks, not just coronavirus, but it could lead to polio. And this is a result of cramped, overcrowded living conditions, insufficient water, food and sanitation, according to Mari Connolly of a university in Ireland. National University of Ireland, a global health professor, you know, the, the the basically the conditions that lead to disease because of unsanitary conditions, they're saying, no, this is going to spread viruses. And then we're hearing about biolabs in the Ukraine that the U.S. financed, maybe even built and funded to research diseases, synthetic biology. This is getting really, really out of hand. And we're starting to see the mask fall off of the official narratives when you pay attention to the details there's a hell of a lot more going on than we're being told by mainstream or even alternative media and at the core of this is that undercurrent of energy that Poseidon trident that Zeus electrical thing that lightning bolt that that surge of energy the Poseidon trident The magic wand waved to control our emotions and to direct our energy into the sigils and the symbols, just like the Super Bowl, the blue and yellow of Ukraine. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. And there's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. It's The Secret Teachings Radio, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, exclusively airing on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
5: Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com,
3: and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings?
2: I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel.
3: Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you?
1: Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
2: This is David Ike from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
3: I think if you're a listener of The Secret Teachings or some of our friendly alliances in radio, some of these other radio shows like Lighting the Void with Joe Roop or Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, you know about magic. You know about the directionalizing of will, the utilization of willpower. And of course, at the base of all of this, as is at the base of all reality, all physical reality, is energy. And we know that in magic, we have certain symbols and certain tools that are used in order to direct our energy, to direct our attention, to focus our attention on symbols and to help us focus, to help us imagine, to help us craft things in the astral and to bring them into the physical. This can be done with the wand, the sword. In golden dawn magic and in other forms of magic, the serpent is prevalent And it can be done with the trident. In fact, I have a section on the trident in my book, Occult Arcana, which is available at thesecretteachings.info. The wand, the sword, the serpent, and the trident. It's kind of like the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. The, the, The wand, the sword, the serpent, and the trident. We talked about this last night on the show. The wand, the sword, the trident, and the serpent. Where are we getting these these symbols from? Is it is it just magic or could it also be the so-called conflict invasion war in Ukraine? Because we've got these Russian tanks with Z's on them, as we said last night in Hebrew. The Z is Zion, not Zion, but Zion, which is a sword. The Z or the S is also a serpent. The first letter of the Hebrew alphabet Aleph is a serpent pierced by a spear or a sword. This is how in the Bible the archangel kills the serpent. So you have the sword and the serpent in the Z and you also have the power of the sword in the trident like a scepter. The Z as a result is... A symbol that directionalizes energy, particularly because the sword and the serpent, from the Hebrew meaning and from the symbol itself, are symbols in magic and Kabbalah of the involution and evolution of spirit. The drawing down of spirit, the involution, and the rising up of spirit, the evolution. It's an alchemical process. He who wields the trident controls the waters. The waters are symbols of our emotions. Our emotions. Oceans. Our emotions. And in the oceans, we have currents. Currents of energy. Currents of electricity. So the trident controls the waters. The trident controls the energy, the currents. Poseidon holds the trident. Poseidon has a brother. His brother is named Zeus. We saw Zeus at the Super Bowl halftime show and in the commercials where everything was focused on electricity. The Rams won the Super Bowl. The Rams' colors were blue and yellow, just like those Ukrainian colors that the public is so enamored with. Zeus is Alpha and Omega. Omega. 26th letter of the alphabet is Z. Z is Zeus, electricity. Z is the sigil, or the Sigil, sigil, the ruin that represents strength, power, defense even. Symbols like the trident also represent defense and power and strength and victory. The Sigil or the Sigil is also like the SS Lightning bolts, lightning bolts of Zeus, lightning, electricity. We need electricity to create life. This is part of the alchemical experiment, the, 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 the creation of the, the, the synthetic artificial man. Lightning, like in the story of Frankenstein's monster, lightning, electricity, creating life. We need a lot of forces to do this. So the directionalizing of the energy, the wand, the sword, the serpent, the trident, the involution, the evolution, this is an alchemical transmutative thing that is happening. And we're watching this on a global scale, and it's all about energy. That's the esoteric angle. The mundane angle, if you will, is you having to pay more for gas, having to pay more for oil, having to maybe even pay more for food. Now, the context here is really interesting. A lot of people won't tell you. That, for example, the cost of wheat has gone down consistently in a steady line every single year, every single decade since the 1800s. And it continues to go down even if there are bumps in the cost of wheat. Ukraine has banned the exportation of wheat and other grains in order to officially, they say, support their own population in this time of distress. Russia has also banned the exportation of fertilizer. Ukraine and Russia account for about, roughly, I mean it varies, but roughly a quarter of all uh, wheat and other grains as well, but a quarter of all wheat and a quarter of all fertilizer for, for the whole planet. So that's a lot of fertilizer, a lot of wheat that is not going to to be exported. But I question that. How much of that story is actually true? I mean, the United States is supposedly banning importation of Russian oil, which is what led Russia to respond with their own so-called sanctions. We know sanctions on on either side are always an act of war. And it's interesting because if you look at the House Resolution sixty nine sixty eight House Resolution sixty nine sixty eight, the Prohibition on importation of energy products of the Russian Federation. This thing has not taken effect yet. Yet people are excited on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, we ban that oil. Did you? Did we? Did we actually ban that oil? Because the ban doesn't take place until 45 days after the president signs it. And according to the bill, it says, notwithstanding the prohibition Under paragraph one, the president may allow certain products described in such paragraph to be imported into the United States if the importation of such products is pursuant to a written contract or agreement that was entered into before the date of the enactment of this act. So anything that's contracted, anything that's been agreed to already is still going to come into the United States. So did we really ban importation of oil and energy products from the Russian Federation because it doesn't halt contracted oil or agreed upon oil, which is virtually all Russian oil. In fact, Russia is, is not officially part of OPEC, but it's part of an agreement under OPEC Plus, from what I've read and what I understand. So OPEC Plus is an agreement Russia has with other OPEC nations to produce oil and to export oil. Effectively making this so-called ban, nothing more than a worthless PR stunt that justifies increasing prices and record profits for oil companies. Russia was also expected to only export half of their normal output. So if that is because of some natural cause and it's not artificial, this actually benefits Russia. It benefits oil companies. Now they can charge premiums to make up for shortages while lands in the United States that have already been permitted at, at numbers that are higher than Trump. I know that might be hard to believe. In the United States, Joe Biden's administration has permitted more oil, and I believe it includes gas as well, more oil and gas drilling than the Trump administration so far. And right now, despite the fact that we have concerns about rising gas prices, it's all, on, uh, it's all about energy, 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 electricity, currents, currents, currents. We have 26 million federal acres that are available to drill on. 13.9 are not being utilized despite the fact, that's 26 million that are, are contracted for, that are, that are approved, permitted. million, a little over half, although they're approved, although they're permitted, have not been tapped into. So they're keeping production low like the 1970s, this time claiming war is the reason, as opposed to peak oil. And now they're suggesting gas vouchers for those who got COVID checks, basically justifying as a result of war and a result of rising oil prices, another form of universal basic income. The UAE and Saudi Arabia are saying that they can make increased production, but they have to get approval from Russia to do so. All contracts Russia already has are not going to be part of the U.S. oil ban, the oil importation ban from the Russian Federation. So help me make sense of this. And, and, and there, are other, there are other types of oil. For example, Today, when I woke up, I saw a story about how Brent oil dropped eleven. Some reports say twelve percent from one hundred and twenty-seven dollars a barrel to one hundred and twelve point eighty-six. So, one hundred twelve eighty-six cents, one hundred twelve dollars eighty-six cents a barrel. What they didn't tell you is that crude oil, which is the one that most of us hear and know about, is still at one hundred and nine dollars and sixty-nine cents a barrel. So, the cost of crude oil did not go down. The cost of Brent oil went down. There's a little bit of a difference there. I think Brent oil is considered more of, they call it sweet oil. It's like a combination of different oils. And Russia is not the largest exporter necessarily of Brent oil. They're the largest exporter of crude oil, which stayed the same. And in order to get approval from, you know, I'll get approval for increased Uh, production, the UAE and Saudi Arabia have to get that approval from Russia because of the contracts and agreements they have under OPEC+. And in fact, in this last four weeks, five weeks, OPEC, according to oilprice.com, lifted its production by over half a million barrels per day. Okay, so this is really, really confusing now, isn't it? The U.S. importation ban doesn't include contracts and agreements, not even formal legal contracts, but just agreements. I believe part of that's because of OPEC. Plus, and as a result of that, Saudi Arabia and the UAE have to get approval from Russia to increase production. So Russia has had a 50% decline in their projected uh, oil exports over the next six months. Now we say we ban those imports to the US, but we're not actually banning those imports if they're under contract, which is pretty much all oil from Russia. That might not include other forms of energy, but it's virtually all oil is agreed upon or contracted. So the ban does nothing. It's a PR stunt (laughs) and it justifies increasing prices when here in the US we have 13.9 million acres that are untapped, that are already permitted. They don't need to be stamped. They don't need to be signed. They're already permitted, and we're not tapping into half of what's already been permitted. And yet at the same time, OPEC has increased its production by over half a million barrels a day. 560 barrels per day in February. This doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? More than 26 million acres of federal land are currently under lease for oil and gas drilling. Slightly half, 13.9 million acres, equivalent to the size of West Virginia, are not being used. In fiscal year 2021, 98% of drilling permit applications were approved. So far this year, 96 of permit applications have been approved. During fiscal year 2020, the last year the Trump administration was in charge, the approval rate was 94%. In terms of numbers, more drilling permits have been approved under Biden than Trump. Over the last two weeks, the oil and gas industry has mounted a PR campaign in an attempt to loosen regulations that open more public lands for drilling. They already have 13.9 million acres available they haven't tapped into yet, so that's kind of strange, don't you think? Plus, they're sitting on a massive stockpile of these drilling permits, and they have thousands of idle leases for future drilling. And that's not just my research, that's according to Jennifer Rocalla, Executive Director of the Center for Western Priorities just, I believe that was this morning. This makes very little sense. It feels like a squeeze. Another interesting story, back in January, according to Bloomberg, hedge funds dumped technology and began buying oil looking for returns. And that is the article that explicitly says Russia may only meet half of its scheduled output over the next six months. So let's break this down and try to simplify it and Russia may only meet half of the scheduled output over the next 6 months as of January. A few weeks later, OPEC, which Russia is not officially a part of but it's the largest non-OPEC member in the alliance they call it OPEC plus, OPEC managed to increase production by 560 barrels per day. Just a few weeks ago, the average in February was 560 more barrels per day than previous months. And then the United States says we're going to ban Russian Federation energy, particularly oil, but House Resolution 6968 says it doesn't include contracts and agreements and most of the oil out of Russia, out of the, the, the OPEC agreement and out of OPEC plus is contracted and Agreed upon. So even if we actually had a shortage for whatever reason, if that was true, the UAE would have to get approval from Russia to even increase their production. But they already increased their production in February by over half a million barrels a day, and we don't know if that's because Russia was projected to to produce less. But the UAE and other OPEC uh, OPEC countries, they already increased um, their production. So what the hell is going on here? And in the United States, oil companies are sitting on 13 plus million acres of land. That's equivalent to about the size of it's like 13.9 million acres, the size of West Virginia that are already permitted. And yet they are untapped. And the Biden administration has, on average, approved more drilling permits. But that is also kind of kind of a, 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 a questionable statistic, because In fiscal year 2021, 98% of drilling permit applications were approved. In 2022, it's 96%. In 2020, Trump approved 94%. So you got to think about it in terms of how many were actually submitted. So it seems like the Biden administration has approved more. But depending on how many were submitted, it might actually technically, technically be less. And maybe if you're sitting there listening to this show and thinking, what's, what's this guy's point? Where are you going with this? I don't know. I just know it's all about energy. I know it's about the trident. I know it's about the wand and the sword and the Z. I know it's about the blue and the yellow. I know it's about the alchemical transmutation. I know it's about, through the lightning bolt, creating a new system. It's about year zero. It's about resetting. It's about king set, set chaos. It's about creating chaos to profit and to acquire immense benefit. So although companies are sitting on over 13.5 million acres of permitted land that they're not tapping into, we're releasing oil from the strategic reserve. We're not actually banning contracted oil with Russia or oil that's just been agreed upon, which is pretty much all of the Russian oil, particularly under OPEC and OPEC Plus. So this is worthless PR, and it's justifying the rising prices of gas, just like the 1970s, except it's not peak oil, it's war that's jacking up the prices. And now economists are saying, we need gas vouchers. I read proposals for $100 billion. Just because it's been proposed doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I read proposals for $100 billion in gas vouchers. $100 billion. That's a lot of money. And how's that going to be paid for? Taxpayer money? So we're going to subsidize literally, we are going to artificially inflate the price, justify the inflation of the price on war as opposed to peak oil this time, like in the 70s when OPEC cut back production because of peak oil. And then we are going to have economists that if they were to have their way, subsidize the higher cost by giving you gas vouchers, but they're subsidizing the higher cost by taking taxpayer money that was taken from you, giving it back to you, and then having you pay the higher price to the oil companies. And what's astounding to me, although this goes across party aisles, what's astounding to me is that Democrats in particular, who somehow, for some reason, started to love war, you know, it's like... (laughs) How I learned to love the bomb, how I love to learn the war or how I learned, to, you know, how I, how I learned to love, you know, chaos and conflict when I'm normally a pacifist and anti-war. But Democrats that are usually opposed to this. And I'm, I'm not picking on Democrats. I'm just curious, how is it that you can support this and be like, yeah, I'd rather pay more money at the pump as as long as Ukrainians are safe and they've got security and they've got food. And this is this is good for Ukraine. Just like literally prop. It's just propaganda. It's two minutes of hate. Two minutes of Russian hate. It's 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 astounding how we've pivoted from a pandemic to this. But how is it you can say that? But then the solution to this problem is to then give gas vouchers to you from taxpayer money to subsidize the cost of gas that isn't actually being subsidized by the government because the money has to come from somewhere. So then they rise, the, they raise the prices, and then you pay. And the artificial prices make them probably what's going to amount to record profits. And yet you don't like oil companies. You don't like fossil fuels. And you are being deceived and tricked into financially (laughs) supporting them. You see that this is an immense scam. And it's all meant to suck the energy out of you. Talk about vampirism. Not only that, but back in early February, mid-February, Republican officials started to talk about climate-focused trade policy and said that we needed to have carbon border fees I believe that was on the 17th of February. Then the Washington Post. Eight days ago says following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Republicans are increasingly voicing support for carbon border fees to weaken Moscow's influence over Europe's energy security. And they say in the Washington Post, it's a notable shift on climate policy for Republicans who in recent years have been mostly silent on carbon border fees, which would slap a tax on imports from countries that aren't taking aggressive steps to cut planet warming emissions. Maybe we should slap those fees on China. But the thing that gets me here is it says Republicans who in recent years, recent years, but literally like, I mean, it was like 28 days, of February 8, 1911, Twelve literally like two weeks prior to the thing in the Washington Post that said in recent years Republicans haven't been behind border fees for carbon, carbon border fees, literally Republicans were calling for carbon taxes at the border two weeks before the Washington Post said it's been years. This doesn't make any sense unless you realize it's all about energy. It's all about your emotions, the currents, And emotions, oceans, controlled by the trident. Coat of arms for Ukraine, the blue and the yellow that we get behind. Going back to the Super Bowl, we had Zeus, we had blue and yellow. Zeus, Zion, the sword, the serpent in Hebrew. Zeus is the brother of Poseidon who holds the serpent and the brother of Pluto. We know it's the Pluto returns. We know Senator Lindsey Graham also called Vladimir Putin Julius Caesar. And what is happening in four or five days We approach the Ides of March when Caesar was assassinated. The Z is also the sigil of the sigil, which is a lightning bolt. Zeus has lightning bolts he sends out, throws, shoots. It's a symbol of power and strength and the quality of Jupiter and Zeus victory, just like the trident is. These symbols together are alchemical and they are used to create something new part of an involution and evolution that generates a new system. And on top of that, we are all being psychologically tortured. When you think about psychological torturing methods, there are four main psychological torturing uh, methods. Isolation, debilitation, sensory deprivation, and sensory assault, and not necessarily in this order. If you think about it like this, now, it's kind of scary to think about it like this, but isolation, lockdowns, sensory deprivation, masks, debilitation, taking food and water and energy away from people, starving people, and then sensory assault, exposure to intense things like war. How are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to drive to work? And now we have so-called experts telling us that the crisis in Ukraine is going to cause a surge of COVID, a surge of polio and other diseases as Ukrainians flood into Eastern Europe. This is going to cause what amounts to a new pandemic. And they're not even telling us that there are U.S.-funded biological weapons labs. Whatever they're doing there, I don't know. In Ukraine, this just gets more and more bizarre by the day. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to our archive if you enjoy this show. I promise you, you're not going to get this hardly anywhere else. This is a very unique analysis of things without a left-right paradigm approach. And, of course, that esoteric angle... Subscribe to the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com and stay with us. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere.
2: Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info.
1: You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable
3: at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host Ryan Gable. Welcome back to The Secret Teachings Radio. I want to thank you for tuning in wherever and whenever and however you're listening around the world. If you're listening in the Secret Teachings archive on the podcast and radio player of your choice on the website thesecretteachings.info under the free show archive or you have chosen to subscribe to support this show and what we do here. When you subscribe, you get access to all of our shows. You get a free RSS feed. I say free, but, you know, it's something that's generated quite easily, and I can send that out to you, and you can plug it into your player and get the show directly so you don't have to search for it. You'll also get advertisement-free shows. All the shows are ad-free. You'll get montages and my digital books. Check it out at www.thesecretteachings.info. Check us out on Patreon. And also check out my books on the website. You can buy those separately to support this broadcast. Contact us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So we know it's all about energy. Everything is about energy. In magic, we direct energy through the wand, through the sword. The serpent is energy, the kundalini, and of course, other symbols like the trident. Now, the trident is a symbol of Poseidon. Poseidon has a brother in Pluto, we know about the Pluto returns recently, and his other brother is Zeus, Zeus, Zeus-Jupiter. Both Poseidon and Zeus represent power, strength, and Zeus in particular, or Jupiter, represent victory. So the Z on those Russian tanks and communications vehicles and rocket launchers could mean a lot of things. Esoterically, the Z in Hebrew is Zion, which is the sword. The S or the Z is also typically seen as a serpent. So you have the sword and the serpent, the involution and evolution on the tree of life. That is a directionalizing of energy from source to matter and then matter back to source. And then the trident. The trident is a powerful symbol and tool that directs water, What do we have in water? We have currents, like currency. And the water is a symbol of emotions. Oceans, 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 emotions. And we had a listener message us, Derek, who said that this is also right around the beginning of the age of Aquarius, Derek Johnson messaged me this morning and said the trident could be used to direct the astrological energies of the water bearer. I thought that was a really great point as well. The trident, of course, if you're wondering where that symbol's coming from, it's coming from the coat of arms for the country of Ukraine. The Z is Zeus, or the sigil or the sigil, the ruin. And of course, you can take the blue and yellow back to the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Snoop Dogg's outfit at the halftime show. We told you before the halftime show, before the game in our pregame, that we thought it would be a lot of Jupiter-Zeus symbolism, and we saw that at the halftime show. You can go back and listen to our Eve After Dark broadcast right after the Super Bowl. It's in the archive at thesecretteachings.info if you want more details on that. We also did a show with uh, Clyde Lewis on Ground Zero about it. And I told you that the Super Bowl is a bowl uh, that you pour energy into. And then those libations can be poured out. And that energy is really powerful. And the energy that seems to have been poured out is influencing world events in a way that are just really, really bizarre. The blue and the yellow, Zeus, the Z, the trident, the directionalizing of currents, energy, water, emotions. And if you think about it, two years of Plain pandemic, two years of plain contagion, and we seamlessly transition to, people call it World War Three, World War Four. I don't know if that's hyperbolic, but we transition to an international crisis. But we don't even know if that international crisis is what we've been told it is. We know that the media has not told us the truth. I've said this pretty much every day this week, but it, I think it it, it it is something that's really, really important. All these stories we've heard, Snake Island, Miss Ukraine, young Ukrainian women fighting, All of, none of that is true. Zelensky and army fatigues. I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. None of that's true. It's all made up. All made up and admittedly made up by mainstream sources. They've acknowledged this. They've, they've admitted this now. Wooden cardboard guns on Fox News. Made up video game footage being passed off as gunfire. All made up. And we've got climate change, environmentalist propaganda being recycled as wartime propaganda. A great example is, we're told to travel less, carpool, bike, walk, take public transportation. You want to save the environment? You want to cut back on fossil fuels? You can bike, you can walk, you can take public transport. And now that is the same dialogue, the same rhetoric being used for rising gas prices. Yeah, gas prices are high, but we can choose to do a lot of these things like take a bike, take a walk, take public transport, take a carpool. And Ukraine cannot do it. So pay the rising prices. And what is that oil? What are those rising prices? What is gas? It is energy. House resolution 6968. This is the bill that is supposed to ban importation of certain energy products from the Russian Federation. The only problem is it doesn't include products that are pursuant to a written contract or agreement, meaning that anything that's been agreed upon, anything that's been contracted will continue to come into the country. And it only begins 45 days after the president signs it. Russia exports more oil than any OPEC nation. It's the largest non-OPEC uh, member, the largest uh, non-member of OPEC. And it's essentially contracted. Russia's contracted under OPEC+. Plus. It, it's an, 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 an agreement that's kind of formal, informal, contractual, non-contractual, from what I understand. But Russia's part of OPEC+. Plus. It's an expansion or extension of OPEC. It's not officially there, but they have an agreement with OPEC nations. So it's interesting because Russia has apparently, as of January of this year, been expected to only export half of their normal output in the first six months of 2022. That's a pretty substantial drop considering Russia is the largest exporter uh, of, of oil On the planet, combined different types of oils and and, and energies. So Russia was behind by six months, apparently. We learned in February that OPEC actually increased production across all countries by 560,000 barrels per day. I don't know if that was because of Russia's lack of production or what the reason was, but OPEC increased production by half a million plus barrels a day. Now they're saying they can't do it without getting permission from Russia because Russia's part of this official, unofficial, contractual, but official agreement. And now, as a result of this, prices... Go through the roof, even though it doesn't cost anything additional to manufacture, you know, to process, to extract, to do any of these things. They're just right. They're just raising prices. To premium levels. And in the United States, we have this back and forth between environmentalists and people that want there to be more more energy production, more fossil fuels. And in reality. We have 26 million acres of federal land about the size of Kentucky as a state under lease for oil and gas drilling, and over half of that is already, again, leased, already approved to drill on an area the size of West Virginia, and they are not tapping into those 13.9 million acres. Why? Artificial scarcity, artificial supply and demand, jacking prices up and doing precisely what OPEC did in the 1970s, claiming there was peak oil. One of the many times they've claimed peak oil. They dialed back production and made a fortune. And it's really, really scary, the level of psychological warfare and the level of manipulation here, because I was reading this morning economists want gas vouchers to help the American people, and this is maybe being discussed by Congress now, we, we're talking about billions in gas vouchers. Now, where does that money come from? A lot of it's just made out of nothing, but that devalues the currency and and and, and things that, you know, we we haven't purchased yet, which is why it's always good to get things that are worth something. So you, you get ahead of, you know, uh, devaluation and inflation, you know, get food, get ammunition, get water, get, you know, whatever. But. If they're talking about spending billions of dollars for gas vouchers, where does that money go? It goes right to the oil companies. That doesn't solve the problem. The problem is we have all this untapped land that's already been permitted to to, to drill on. And we have OPEC saying, well, we could increase production, but we're not really sure without the permission of the Russians. But they've already increased production by over half a million barrels a day in February, the month that this whole thing started. And Russia was six months behind on their average oil production as of January. Which is probably the reason they got the approval from Russia in the first place, which is uh, the largest non-OPEC member, but they're part of OPEC Plus, an agreement uh, to, to produce oil, which supposedly now has been banned in the United States from importation unless it's under contract, according to House Resolution 6968. If it's under contract or if it's agreed upon already, it's not banned. So who does this benefit? We can increase production. You already did. And you had to have probably gotten the approval of Russia to do it. And that was in late January, early February. And if Russia was expecting to invade Ukraine and gas prices were going to go up as a result of that, why would Russia have given approval to OPEC to expand their their production and extraction? Russia's the biggest exporter in the world overall. And their production was falling behind by six months. They gave approval to OPEC, apparently, to increase production. And now they did that knowing that they were going to invade Ukraine and that there would be massive sanctions by the West. I mean, this all seems really, really orchestrated, really, really convenient. But it's it's more than just that. It, it's all about energy. It's all about psychological torture and behavior modification, because if you think about it from this point of view, look at the methods of psychological torture that are employed on prisoners of war. And you would think just prisoners of war, maybe, you know, but it's, it's not just prisoner of war. It's, it's the, the, the people, the public. Four of the major methods of psychological torture, if you look them up, are isolation, debilitation, sensory deprivation, and sensory assault. What is oil? What is gas? What are rising food costs? What are all these things? Energy. It's all about energy, electricity, Zeus, the trident, the oceans, the emotions. The oceans, the emotions. And the oceans and the waters are the emotions. He who controls the trident controls the emotions. It's like a magic wand. Directing our attention from the blue and yellow of the Super Bowl champions to the blue and yellow of Ukraine, directing our attention from the halftime show in Zeus and the greatest of all time, the gods on Mount Olympus to Zeus, the Z on those Russian tanks the Trident on the coat of arms for Ukraine. The serpent in the Z, the Z is Zion, which is the serpent in Hebrew, the serpent and the sword. The Z is the sword, much like the the sigil or the sigil is the sword. It's a lightning bolt that Zeus throws or casts. Zeus is the brother of Poseidon. Also, Pluto. The Pluto returns, which is literally the day that Vladimir Putin signed in a, a, an agreement with two uh, breakaway regions in Ukraine and pledged Russian support for it because they've been asking for it because there's been war going on there and. Tens of thousands of people have been killed, including lots of civilians over the last seven years. Media doesn't tell you that. And that took place on February 22nd, 2022. And then we've got the Ides of March coming up in in a couple of days now. And we have Vladimir Putin being compared to Julius Caesar by. Senator Lindsey Graham, I mean, this is all just too much. This is too organized. What are those methods of psychological torture? Isolation, debilitation, sensory deprivation, sensory assault. I said this last night on the show. Isolation, lockdown, sensory deprivation, masks, debilitation, food, water, and energy. Taking food, water, and energy away from people. That includes sleep deprivation. What do people do when they're stressed and they're anxious? They don't sleep as much. Food costs go up. Energy costs go up. As a result of war, we're told, we know it's not about war, it's about price gouging. In the real, true, honest sense, it is price gouging. See, we were told by some politicians that corporations made record profits because of price gouging. No, they're making record profits because we're shutting down small businesses, shutting down economies. A lot of the world is still locked down, preventing people from manufacturing things and then charging premium prices as a result of not having access to those materials, it costing more to ship, it costing more to to produce them, etc. And of course, the big thing that everybody tends to overlook is lockdowns encouraged people to go to the big businesses because you couldn't get sick at a big business. You couldn't get sick at a Lowe's, but you could get sick at Bob's hardware store on 6th Street. You couldn't get sick at Walmart but you could get sick at the tiny store on the corner downtown. That encouraged and even threatened people to shop at those big box stores. Lockdowns, isolation, debilitation, food, energy costs go through the roof. We're stressed, we're anxious, we're worried. And sensory deprivation, we cover our faces with masks. We are tied up, locked down. And sensory assault, part of this Not necessarily in any order, but part of this cycle of psychological torture, these methods. Sensory assault is when you expose someone to loud music, lights, flashes. Sensory assault is also the flashing of your television screen, telling you all about Zelensky and telling you all about Ukraine and telling you all about how bad Russia is. And what does that Z mean? That Z is probably a a white nationalist, evil Nazi symbol. and, And then they'll dial it back. And then increase it, dial it back, increase it. That is torture. That is terrorism. And it's being done to virtually every population on this planet. And meanwhile, half a million people have fled Ukraine to neighboring countries. And this is alerting global health officials, according to CNBC News. That Russia's invasion of Ukraine will be the latest reminder of a grim lesson that war and disease are close companions. In other words, half a million people flooding into Ukraine. They say a lot of them aren't vaccinated. This is CNBC news. They're saying that this is going to cause an exacerbation of the coronavirus pandemic. They're saying Ukraine's hospitals are running out of critical medical supplies as travel is increasingly choked off by the conflict. Here's a question. Why aren't we sending medical supplies then to Ukraine? Because all the big cargo planes, all the big agreements are for weapons, missiles, surface-to-air missiles, machine guns. It's not about helping people. It's about killing people. It's about ripping people off. It's about power and control. I saw these stories this morning about how Russia hits hospital in Ukraine. Vice President Kamala Harris wants there to be an investigation. And I thought, if I were Vladimir Putin and I were intentionally targeting hospitals, do you not think that I would be able to if my intention was to target the hospital, level the hospital? Or are the Russians just really bad shots? Putin says target the hospital. Those Russian pilots come in and they fire their explosives and they missed, but they 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 hit the courtyard of the hospital. But they, they missed the main floor, they they missed the top floor, they missed where they were aiming, but they they, they still targeted the hospital. If you wanted to target the hospital, you would just blow the hospital up like the Joker did in Batman. If Putin wanted to level Ukraine, the Russian military would have already leveled Ukraine. If Putin was targeting civilians, there would be mass genocide. No, the Ukrainian military and others outside of the military were targeting Russian civilians in those breakaway regions. Donetsk and Luhansk. that Putin signed a formal agreement of recognition and just wants those regions to be recognized as independent, and that uh, recognizing by the Russian Federation was on 222-2022. The Pluto returns, Pluto, Zeus, and Poseidon, the Trident, the Z, Ukrainian coat of arms, the Z on the tanks. This is an alchemical ritual. Ma'i Connolly, or Connolly I don't know how you pronounce her name, I think it's Mari Mari, I think it's Mari Connolly, a global health professor at the National University of Ireland, Galloway, said in an interview she's worried not about threats necessarily from the coronavirus pandemic. She is worried about those, but not as much as those from Ukraine's polio outbreak which global health experts sought to quell for months. So they're saying polio as well as coronavirus are going to spread as a result of this conflict. Marie Connolly also said she fears the potential resurgence of tuberculosis during the current conflict. So what a convenient, 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 very convenient situation we have in geopolitical terms. Don't you think that's kind of interesting? Well, the war is going to cause polio, tuberculosis and coronavirus, more viruses, more disease, more death. Look at all these Ukrainians unvaccinated. I think it's like one in three, one in four flooding into Eastern Europe. And they're unvaccinated. They're going to spread disease. That's funny because when you have other migrants flooding into your country, like in the United States, for example, we don't care if they have coronavirus tests or if they're vaccinated. We just throw them on buses, throw them on the streets, and let them go. But although we care about the Ukrainians, we're a little bit worried they're going to spread disease in Eastern uh, in Eastern Europe from 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 Ukraine. And Marie Connolly says not only coronavirus but also polio tuberculosis. She also added citing how refugees fleeing armed conflicts end up in overcrowded conditions and without sufficient water, food, and sanitation. Quote, these factors increase the risk of outbreaks among a population that are already dealing with the trauma of forced displacement. Well, I thought polio and tuberculosis and things like this were eradicated through modern medicine and vaccines unless we were lied to and it's actually sufficient water, clean water, clean food, knowledge of hygiene and proper sanitation that eliminates disease, and it's not actually caused by a virus. Isn't that kind of an admittance? Russia's invasion of Ukraine, CNBC News says, also comes on the heels of a coronavirus outbreak that skyrocketed late last year and saw regions become a global hotspot. While Ukraine's case numbers have fallen sharply, public health experts say large movements of people could spark new infections in Eastern Europe. Did you also know that it's been denied by the media for some time now, but apparently there are US funded, financed, probably built biological weapons, what they call laboratories. What they do here, I don't know. But US built financed laboratories in the Ukraine. And that is according to Victoria Newland, as she speaks to Senator Marco. Rubio. I'm going to play the clip for you. Um,
4: does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh,
3: Ukraine. Now she's careful to say the U.S. didn't, you know, there's no involvement by the U.S., but they, they, they do They do have these, yes, and Russia's going to exploit them, of course.
4: Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces, may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the.
3: So we have no weapons labs, no biological weapons labs in Ukraine. But, oh, Victoria Nuland says they do actually have these labs. And we're afraid that the Russians are going to exploit them. And then the Biden administration said earlier yesterday morning that Russia is going to seek chemical and biological weapons in Ukraine as the White House has rejected Russia's claim of illegal chemical weapons development in the country that it has invaded. That's according to the Associated Press. So I ask you what is going on in Ukraine? What is going on on a world level. What is going on on a world level? This isn't just war. This isn't just invasion and conflict and innocent people dying. This is... I mean, the the U.S. import ban doesn't actually ban contracted or agreed upon oil. OPEC already increased the world production by over half a million barrels last month. They had to get approval from Russia to do that. We found out Russia in January was projected to only produce about half of what they normally produce. And now we're being told that oil prices are going to have to skyrocket. Gas prices are going to have to skyrocket. And it's all because of war, just like OPEC in the 70s with peak oil, rising prices artificially, artificial scarcity, artificial supply and demand, making record profits. And economists are saying, hey, let's give billions to Americans to pay for gas and where does that money come from? It comes from Americans. Where does that money go? Back into the oil companies. Back into the big corporations and you're okay with it because we gotta fight the Ukrainian occupation. We gotta fight those evil Russians when everybody is going to the bank and cashing a big check. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. You know what that check is? Money, Currency, currents, energy, and yours is being stolen. This is the secret teaching. Stay with us.
2: facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at
3: www.thesecretteachings.info
1: You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at
3: rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of The Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings Radio final segment. It's all about currency, currents, water, oceans, emotions, and energy. From the blue and yellow of Super Bowl 56 champions, to the blue and yellow of Ukraine, to the gods on Mount Olympus at the halftime show, to the Z on those Russian tanks and communications vehicles, to the Trident coat of arms for Ukraine, all of our energy, all of our attention being focused, being directed to make immense profits, profits that are financial, that are material, and profits that are also psychological. Psychological torture has been employed through isolation, sensory deprivation, debilitation and sensory assault, isolation, lockdowns, sensory deprivation, lockdowns and masks and preventing people from leaving their homes, quarantines, to be more specific within that lockdown format. And then debilitation, restricting food, restricting energy, food costs go up, oil, gas go up, artificial or otherwise, sensory deprivation and sensory assault, putting the mask on, taking the mask off, putting the mask on, taking the mask off, and then exposing people to intense lights, sounds, etc., war, bombing, innocent people dying. Putin's war, Putin's gas hike. This is psychological torture, and it is all about your energy. We've got Victoria Nuland saying that there actually are biological laboratories, biological weapons laboratories in Ukraine. Asked by Senator Marco Rubio about this, she says there are, and the Russians are going to exploit them. We've been told for weeks there are no laboratories in Ukraine. Turns out there are. And whatever they're doing there with synthetic biology, which I maintain is different than germ theory, could possibly lead to the outbreak of, well, I don't know, maybe another virus like Bill Gates said. I mean, I personally don't believe the virus necessarily causes disease, but with synthetic biology and nanotech, God knows what they're developing, chemical weapons, etc. Half a million Ukrainians have fled into neighboring countries, into Eastern Europe, and health authorities are telling us this could lead to an explosion of coronavirus because they're not all vaccinated. Also, Marie Connolly said from the National University of Ireland, Galloway, the coronavirus pandemic might not only be exaggerated but it might also be accompanied by polio outbreaks and tuberculosis outbreaks and then she says something that i think the medical community just overlooks because it's too simple she said refugees armed uh refugees fleeing armed conflict end up in overcrowded conditions without sufficient water food and sanitation so if we eliminated tuberculosis and polio although polio now is caused by the virus um or the vaccine more so than the virus, according to Associated Press, type that in, polio now caused by vaccine, AP. But if we eliminated these things, the vaccines, then why would insufficient water, dirty water, dirty food, and poor sanitary conditions and hygiene, why would that affect people, and why would that lead to polio and tuberculosis coming back? Unless unsanitary conditions, unhygienic conditions, poor food quality, poor water quality and access are the things that lead to those diseases in the first place. Russia's invasion of Ukraine, they're saying, is coming on the heels of an outbreak of coronavirus in the region. This is going to lead to a spread in coronavirus in Eastern Europe. And not only that, but tuberculosis and polio and maybe even something new because there are biological weapons, synthetic biological agents being created in Ukraine. I mean, if I were Russia, I wouldn't want those on my front door step. I, I wouldn't want those anywhere near me. We have no idea what's going on, but we do know it's all about energy. Here is Victoria Newland again, Marco Rubio.
4: Um, does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukraine.
3: So the Russians are going to take control of the labs. This is according to the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, Victoria Nuland. They're going to take control of the labs. They're going to release a bioweapon. It'll all be Russia's fault. That's the next pandemic, maybe. They don't tell you these bio labs were financed and organized by the United States, by the Pentagon, probably by the CDC, probably by, oh, I don't know, uh, Eco Health Alliance and Peter Dazik and Dr. Fauci. They might have had something to do with it. I mean, that's purely speculative, but I don't know. At this point, we have no idea. But what we do know is Russia is the largest non-OPEC member. If you don't know what OPEC is... It's an organization of petroleum exporting countries. It's an NGO. It's founded in the like early 1960s. Russia is the largest non-OPEC member and it's part of OPEC Plus, which is an agreement with OPEC. They produce more oil than any of these petroleum exporting countries. Russia, however, was expected to only produce half of what it normally produces in the first six months of 2022. Now that's interesting because what it means, what it tells us is other countries had to step up to meet that demand. Other OPEC countries did indeed do that. The lack of exportation from Russia was announced in January. In February, OPEC increased production to 560,000 barrels per day. Just a few days, you know, just a few days after this this average was reached in February, like right around mid to late February, then we have the invasion of Ukraine. And it's likely that the OPEC countries only were able to increase production because of the agreement with Russia. Russia has to approve these agreements with OPEC. So organic or synthetic, whatever the case is, Russia didn't have... You know, they're, they're, they weren't going to meet those projected goals. They weren't going to meet what they normally meet in terms of production and export. So OPEC steps up to, to, to fill the void. And now we're being told that we're going to ban Russian oil in the United States, despite the fact that House Resolution 6968 or the importation ban of Russian energy, including oil, hasn't begun yet. It doesn't begin for another month and a half after the president signs it, which is who knows when. And it doesn't include contracted or agreed upon oil, which is virtually all Russian oil. So the ban is worthless. It's a PR stunt. It justifies increasing prices and record profits for oil companies. And the responsibility is placed then on Putin, while in the 1970s the blame was placed on peak oil. Also in the United States, we have 13.9 million acres out of 26 million acres. So it's like the size of West Virginia compared to the size of Kentucky, that are not being drilled or tapped despite the fact that there is approval to do so. 13.9 million acres that are available despite the fact that those are available, that they are permitted already, they are not being tapped into. Another thing is fiscal year 2021, 98% of drilling permit applications were approved so far this year, 96% of permit applications have been approved. Fiscal year 2020, Trump's administration approved 94%. So Trump had a lower approval rating for these. But we also have to ask how many was Trump approving? You know, like Trump could have approved one and that would have meant he approved, you know, 100%. And if the Biden administration approves, you know, 5 of 10, that's 50%. It's a slower percentage, but they approved more. So we have to be careful when we hear statistics and and data points like that because it's not totally accurate. Yes, a higher percentage, but could have been a lower number. And I didn't look that up because I didn't think it was relevant to tonight's show. But if somebody wants to look up the actual number of patents that have been permitted, see if Biden or Trump approved more. As opposed to looking at the percentage of approval, because there's obviously a, a huge difference there. Also, hedge funds were dumping technology starting in January, and they were buying oil. Despite the fact that Russia, the biggest export of oil, was bound to have a bad first six months. That's kind of strange, don't you think? Bloomberg says oil prices have been buoyed by increasing demand as the global pandemic gradually recedes and rising geopolitical tensions. Drone strikes on the UAE. From rebels in Yemen, this has created a risk to oil exporting countries. On top of that, prices are getting support from concerns that Russia may not meet its scheduled output over the next six months, despite calls to hike output faster. Add in expectations that energy prices will be an ongoing driver of persistent inflation. And there's little mystery to why hedge funds are pulling out of collapsing stocks and bonds and turning instead to commodities in search of precious returns. And now, well, they're going to make a bundle. And not only are they going to make a bundle, Not only are premiums going to be charged with artificial, scarcity, artificial supply and demand being blamed on Putin instead of peak oil. Economists now want vouchers, and they want those vouchers to be approved for those who had stimulus checks. So think about that for a minute. Those who got stimulus checks. Who got the stimulus check? And what was that stimulus check for? COVID-19. It was a form of universal basic income. And now they want to give you a gas voucher. And here's the trick, though. Here's the magical wand waving in your face and you don't see it. That money either comes from nowhere and devalues the currency that already exists, purchasing power of your, of your dollar, or, which is already artificially you know, held in place, or that money is taken from taxpayers... And then given back to taxpayers in gas vouchers. And then that gas voucher, you don't necessarily pay out of pocket, right? It's a voucher. It's free. I mean, you pay taxes, but that money goes back into the gas and oil companies. So they don't tap into over half of the available already leased permitted land in the United States. 13.9 million acres. They don't tap into that. OPEC is producing more than half a million barrels a day on average, more in February than January. Part of that could be because Russia was going to produce less, about half of what they normally produce in the first six months of 2022. Hedge funds were buying up oil, getting out of stocks and bonds in January, thinking that this was going to be more profitable. And then economists want gas vouchers now, and that gas voucher is paid for with taxpayer money, I'm assuming, and that money's going to go right back into the pockets of these same corporations making immense profits, claiming it's because of war when it's no different than the fake peak oil crisis of the 1970s when the same OPEC countries made immense profits in the name of peak oil, except this time it's blamed on Putin's war. And this isn't just about oil and what you might interpret to be politics and geopolitics. This show's a little different because I can show you that this isn't just about what you might consider to be politics or economics. This isn't about politics or economics. This is about the occult. This is about the esoteric. This is about magic. This is about what you might call the paranormal. This is about energy, ladies and gentlemen. This is about energy. This is about currency, paying attention, emotional, energetic, conscious energy, money, currency, currency. Or currents, like water currents. Water is the ocean, the emotion, its energy. From the blue and yellow of Super Bowl 56 champions, the Rams, to the blue and yellow of Ukraine, to the gods on Mount Olympus at the halftime show, to the gods in Russia and Ukraine. What are those gods in Russia and Ukraine? Well, the Z on those tanks which, you know, if it were there and nobody said anything, it's not a big deal, but the media is making such a big deal about it because they're saying it's a Nazi symbol. It's it's a, it's a white supremacist nationalist symbol. But that Z is even more interesting because the coat of arms for Ukraine is a trident. Tridents control water. They control oceans and they control emotions. They control your energy. The Z is the sigil or the sigil a lightning bolt, a symbol of power, strength, and victory. The Z, the sigil, the sigil, and the Poseidon, Neptune, trident, all represent the exact same thing. The Z is also in Hebrew the sword, the Zion. It's also the serpent, the sword and the serpent, involution and evolution, bringing energy up and bringing energy back down the tree of life. The serpent up and down, the Z and the S, the serpent the Trident also controlling the waters of the coming age of Aquarius. As one of our listeners messaged us and mentioned last night. This is alchemy. Not to mention Zeus and Poseidon share a relative. Pluto. Pluto returns. The 2022 agreement between Putin and Donetsk and Lugansk. I think that's how you pronounce the two regions, the breakaway republic regions that have been requesting Russian Federation support because the Ukrainians have been slaughtering Russians and terrorizing them. And 14,000 people have died in that conflict there since 2014, 2015. Not saying one side's better than the other. I'm just saying let's get some perspective on it. Let's see what the reality of the situation is before we just make hasty decisions to wave blue and yellow without even knowing what's happening. And on 222, 2022, Putin signs an agreement of friendship and recognition. About two weeks later, less than two weeks later, Lindsey Graham compares Putin to Julius Caesar, and now we come up on the Ides of March when Caesar was assassinated. Pluto returns also signifies the end of the Roman Empire. So there is a lot more going on here than just oil, because at its core, what is oil? It is Compressed, condensed energy. And when you go to the pump and pay more, even if you have a gas voucher, money, the energy is coming from somewhere, you pay more for it, you spend more on food and gas and all these other things. And even people say, well, uh, you know, overall gas prices, food, it's been low for a while, so we can afford to pay a little bit more. No, 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 no. We don't need to pay more. By justifying that payment on better years, it should be getting better all the time because we have the resources, the technology to make things better all the time. And if we're suffering, the developing world is suffering far worse than we are. Third world is suffering far worse than we are. Energy is the name of the game. Energy is everything. Oil, gas, food, that's all Energy. Sleep. That's energy. It's hard to sleep being so worried about nuclear war, even though that's not going to happen. People sell you that idea because it's hyperbolic. People pay attention. Oh my God, nuclear weapons. Nobody's going to launch nuclear weapons or detonate nuclear bombs. I'd put money on that. Maybe biological weapons, though, synthetic biological weapons, because we're being told that tuberculosis, polio, and coronavirus are going to explode because Ukrainians are fleeing Ukraine into Eastern Europe. And despite the fact that we're supposed to have eradicated polio and things like tuberculosis for the most part and even coronavirus, these great vaccines, when we have poor water and food and sanitation and hygiene, diseases apparently come back It's because those are the things that cause the diseases. And as a result of the increase in those things, more access to clean water, clean food, hygienic practices, better sanitation, waste management over the 20th century. We eliminated a lot of those diseases. Vaccines just happened to be there in the middle of it all, looking like they did all the good, heavy, hard work. It's actually water, food, sanitation, hygiene, waste management that did all the work. So if you have a war, you have refugees, and they all are in unsanitary conditions, yeah, they're going to get sick. It's not because of viruses. It's because of the sanitation, the food, the water, and the hygiene and the waste management. So if those things are going to explode, I mean, what about a synthetic biological weapon? I mean, they're having discussions about uh, biolabs in Ukraine that we were told they don't even exist. But apparently Ukraine actually has these biolabs and they're afraid Russia is going to use them. What are we supposed to believe?
4: Biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh gain control of so we are working with the ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh russian forces should they approach
3: i love how she is so careful with her words well these are research materials these are research these are biological laboratories Okay. Yes, they are a biological laboratory. You call them whatever you want. They're they're biological laboratories where you create synthetic biological substances, chemicals, weapons, whatever, research materials. Now, well, it's, I guess you could call it that. You you watch porn every day. You could say, well, I, you know, I'm researching the uh, human anatomy. Well, you're just watching porn. Yeah, it's human anatomy though. It's just all that, the gaslighting and the manipulation and the rhetoric and the talking points and and, and just the distortions of reality psychological warfare, psychological torture, isolation, lockdown, sensory deprivation, masks, debilitation, increasing food costs, can't get as as much access now to fuel and transportation, energy, 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 it's all energy, and then sensory assault hammering you with war, 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 and then all no, now we can transition back out of war into disease because the war caused more disease, we need more vaccines, it's just absolutely butt ass naked, bare ass naked. And it is all about energy. That's what it's all about. Currency, currents, water, oceans, emotions, and energy. And again, from the blue and yellow of the Super Bowl 56 champions, even to Snoop Dogg's attire at the halftime show, to the blue and yellow of the Ukrainian flag, to the gods of Mount Olympus at the halftime show, and to the Z or the Zeus on those Russian tanks and the Trident, Poseidon, of the Ukrainian coat of arms, Pluto, their brother, Pluto returns, 2022, February 22nd, 2022, the recognition of those two breakaway regions in Ukraine by Russia, the Russian Federation, and then the comparison of Vladimir Putin to Julius Caesar by Lindsey Graham, and we are approaching the Ides of March. Beware of the Ides, for they bring chaos, treachery, and destruction. And in the midst of all of that, OPEC has increased production already in February. By over half a million barrels a day, Russia probably had to give them approval because of the OPEC agreements. The U.S. has 13.9 million acres of land that are already permitted to drill on that are not being drilled on. That's over half of what's been permitted. That aren't being drilled on. And they we're being told we're going to ban importation of Russian oil. But it doesn't involve contracts. It doesn't involve. Things that have already been. Agreed upon. Which is pretty much all of the oil. All of the energy imports and exports from Russia. And now it's being blamed on Russia and Putin for rising gas prices rather than peak oil. In the 70s, they want to give you gas vouchers, kind of like COVID-19 checks, UBI justified by war, money coming from taxpayers to put back into the big corporations. You've literally been gaslit. You've been uh, Munchauser by proxied. You've been the victim of psychological torture, and you go along with it because of the color of somebody's tie whether you're also in that category that group or you're in the opposing force or the opposing category the opposing ideology Uh, both sides have been manipulated immensely and I hope that you enjoyed this radio show because I think we're giving you something a little bit unique here on The Secret Teachings and if you'd like to support what we do Monday through Friday i got to prepare these shows every day, make a promo, come up with a new idea, new angles. Please subscribe to the advertisement-free archive. Please buy a copy of one of our books. If you already have one, buy a copy for a friend. Subscribe for a friend or family member. Share the login, whatever. You get the ad-free shows, the montages, and the digital books. Please go to Patreon and check us out there for behind-the-scenes content. If you're looking to support us, you know, the, the the most direct way is buying a book and subscribing. Please do that at the If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. We're on social media, Facebook, Gab, and Gitter. And as always, stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And we will talk to you on the next broadcast. Don't be so quick to believe what you hear on alternative or mainstream or independent radio. Because psychologically speaking, some people know that you don't trust the status quo. You don't trust the mainstream. So what they'll do is they'll tell you the truth just so you'll believe that it's a lie. And sometimes they'll lie to you so you believe that it's the truth. This is sophisticated 21st century warfare, and we're exposing it here and helping you to prepare and combat it right here on The Secret Teachings.